0: We, of course, are having a prayer emphasis at Heart of the Bay, and I have a feeling that we are not alone. I think the body of Christ understands that these are the last days, the last of the last days, and that prayer is essential, especially as you see the day approaching. Amen? Amen? So you could bring this down just a little bit, and that'll be fine. Let's start tonight by an opening scripture that is quite familiar to us uh, as a church. And uh, tonight I'm going to be speaking to you about authority. Authority. It's something that uh, is not new. It is something that uh, may not be something that is extravagant, but I I guarantee you, if you stick around for a little bit and we open our ears to hear what the Spirit of God has to say, it, it will help you to be a greater benefit in the kingdom of God, to bring the kingdom of God to yourself, to your family, to your neighborhood. To the schools, to your city, to your state, to the nation, and ultimately to the world. God is in the business of thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? In the earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for utterance tonight. I thank you for the precious uh, folks that have come out tonight and those that have tuned in. Lord God, we ask you, God, to speak to our hearts and help us to flow fluently in the authority that you have vested in us. Give us a, a greater understanding. Help us to stir up some of these things that we fellowshiped about them before. But we understand, God, that tonight you have something to say. So we open our ears. We open our hearts. And I rely upon you for utterance in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen? Familiar scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 8. I'll take that in the Amplified Classic Version. First of all, I admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, and intercessions, and thanksgivings be offered on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in positions of authority or high responsibility and, and it says that outwardly we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life and inwardly a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. For such praying is good and right and it is pleasing and acceptable to God our savior everybody with us so far yeah. i realize it's a little bit verbose in the amplified but it brings some hues and colors that i like i think it helps to to amplify exactly what it says who wishes all now this is god's plan who wishes all men to be saved and increasingly to perceive and recognize and discern and know precisely and correctly the divine truth in our day and age, truth is really hard to come by. Not in this church, but on the street. The average person, I tell you, we don't know who to believe. Like, who is telling the truth? And people are sincere You know, people on TV are sincere, people on the radio, they're sincere, people on the press, they are sincere and they sincerely believe what they're saying. But not everybody knows the truth about God, about righteousness, about Jesus Christ and about what hour we are in. Let's go to verse 5. For there is only one God and only one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. In fact, that was attested to at the right and proper time. And of this matter, I was appointed a preacher and an apostle special messenger. I'm speaking in the truth in Christ. Christ, I do not falsify when I say this a teacher of the Gentiles in the realm of faith and truth. We need that in this hour. We need faith and we need truth. In fact, without truth, you can't have faith. You know, uh, His Word is truth, and it's by hearing of the Word that faith comes. Hallelujah. So anyway, uh, verse 8 says, I desire therefore that in every place men should pray without anger or quarreling or resentment or doubt in their minds, lifting up holy hands. Now here we are going to take off on that last verse. I want to do that in the New Living Translation. uh, Something that says, uh, we want, he says, I desire therefore that men every place should pray. And it says, free from. From anger and controversy. Friends, when you come to church, it's not just supposed to be a safe place. It is a safe place, at least in this place. There's no room for anger and controversy in the house of God. We are to speak the same thing and be of the same judgment. Amen. Look what else it says. It says in the Passion Translation, free from frustration and strife. There's plenty of frustration and strife to go around outside these doors. But when we come in here, listen, regardless of your bent and how you feel about this issue or that issue, when we come into this house, we are lifting up the name of Jesus and this is about the kingdom of God, not about the kingdom of men. The kingdom of god and that's why we are in such unity i mean look around we have people of different backgrounds we have people of of different uh makeup and and, and different and that doesn't mean women (laughs) although that's true too (laughs) right charles thank god for makeup anyway we we, we come from different backgrounds we have different feelings And, and dare i say that we're a passionate people we feel really strong about certain issues am i right or am i right And yet when we come into this house, there's one passion that draws us all together. It's a miracle. It's called the kingdom of God. And it's called the Holy One, Jesus Christ, who was raised up, hallelujah, seated in heavenly places. He is the chief... Focus when we come together and our heavenly Father. Somebody might say, "Like, how can you have a church like this? So so much variety and people from 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 so many different walks of life, so many different age groups." Says, "How does that happen? It happens in Christ Jesus. Is how it happens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, only in Christ can you have all this diversity." and people can love each other and appreciate that diversity. Somebody said amen. Amen. I just threw that in for free. But you know what? Out there, when there is diversity, people attack each other and they call each other names and there's all this strife. But Paul said, I would therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands. Now listen what it said in the New Revised Standard. Lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. We are not here to argue about policies outside these doors. We're here to do kingdom business. And I don't know about you, but the love of God feels so good. The principles of the kingdom of God feel so good. It feels so right when you talk about the love of God, when you talk about faith. When you talk about love and you talk about the joy of the Lord, can everybody attest to the, in the room and at home, can you attest to the fact that it, it feels good? I realize we don't live by feeling, but there's something right about that. It bears witness in our heart, regardless of where you come from. Hallelujah. Because we are bought by the blood of the Lamb. Somebody said amen. Look what the voice translation says. And I realize that you don't have this, I think, up there. But reach your holy hands to heaven without rage or conflict, completely open. See, that's what I love about this church. There's not people, you don't come here to get in a rage and fight with each other. We're, By the way, we're doing live streaming. We're not doing live screaming. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, and in case you didn't notice, I love this church. I'm, I'm just saying. I just love this church. I love my church family. I love the fact that we do live streaming and not live screaming like the world does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah threw that one in for free. Look what uh, God's word translation said. They should raise their hands in prayer after putting aside their anger and any quarrels that they have with anyone. Let me just say that the wrath of man does not do or work the righteousness of God. And we're here establishing righteousness in the earth. So uh, how many have experienced that the peace of God is a lot better and is in concert with what God is doing in the earth we're to be peacemakers blessed are the what? Peacemakers, for they shall be called what? The sons of God. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. So um, I just thought that I would say that because oh there's other things like the Living Bible says, free from sin, anger, and resentment. Uh, not, oh, here's one in the Message Bible. Uh, 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 what I want mostly is for men to pray, not shaking angry fists at enemies, but raising holy hands to God. I just, I just, I just said that. I wanted to to, to bring a clarity to that, that one of the fundamentals about operating in prayer, especially united prayer, and as we're all saying the same thing, is that we're not to fight each other. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. We're talking about authority tonight. And we've got to understand that what we are fighting is in the unseen realm. It's not your boss. It's not your kid. It's not your neighbor that seems to be full of the devil. That's not who we're fighting. Yeah. Amen. We're fighting unseen forces. Yeah. And we're going to get to the place of authority in just a moment. But let's be clear. Out there... People get mad at each other and they figure out how they can get even with each other and they, who can yell the loudest and smear the other person the worst on, on social media and different things. But in here, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Amen. Is that right? Amen. Let's be clear about this. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at this in the Amplified Bible. In verse 18 of chapter 6. Of Ephesians. It says, Pray at all times on every occasion and in every season in the Spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people, and pray also for me that freedom of utterance may be given to me. How I many believe that we ought to be praying for the men and women of God that are behind pulpits today? And and it's important, something needs to be said boldly and with clarity that will cut through the confusion. The Bible clearly says that where strife is, there's confusion and, where, and there's envy and there's every kind of evil work. That's not what's happening in the church. Amen. So we need to pray for the men and women of God as they stand behind their pulpits that they would minister a word in season that will resonate and cut through the noise of our generation. Amen. So we're praying that utterance would be given to our pastors and evangelists, teachers, prophets, and so forth that they, they may open their mouth boldly uh, speak boldly and proclaim the mystery of the good news. Let's look at it in, in the New International Version. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. Now, understandably, there are different kinds of prayer, and you're going to be hearing many of them throughout this season of our time in prayer. The kinds of prayer, one of them, you know, is, is petitions, one of them is intercession. Uh, another one's a prayer of agreement. The binding and loosing. These are things that, that in this church, these are not new to you, but I'm just stirring you up. We're, we're having fellowship around these things that we already know about. Amen. We're watering them. Tonight, I feel very strongly to focus on the prayer of intercession, especially as it relates to interceding in behalf of others against the powers of darkness. So remember, we, 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 we mentioned earlier in our little talk tonight that we're not fighting each other. We're fighting unseen forces. That's what our focus should be. We should have laser focus on what we're doing when we pray certain things, when we're praying uh, uh, and stepping into areas particularly of of uh, intercession. Now, I'm going to look for my little briefcase. If you could follow me, have, have fun with that. In my little briefcase, if anybody knows where my little briefcase is, I had the books that I brought tonight that I wanted to read from. I took them. I took the briefcases. Okay, I'm going to commission someone to come up here and help Pastor Tom to find the little briefcases. Is that it? Okay, I have a friend over here. Okay, everybody shout hallelujah. And thank God for Ann who found it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, I know that eventually I'm going to need these little books because uh, these are part of the thing. Excuse me tonight. How I many of you can praise God just the same? Even though it took 30 seconds to find the books. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> to underscore the fact that there are unseen forces, I have this little funny story. Uh, last night, as recently as last night, Pastor Tom was cooking Spaghetti. So I'm heating... Yeah, right? I'm heating the water, and I step out for a moment to go get something else, and I come back in, and I'm like, what? Like, was this pan... No, actually, the the water was on the fire, but it looked like there was oil in there. Or it says, did I, I... Is that a dirty pan or something? I was looking at these, and I said, like, what's going on here? I didn't do it. I didn't put the oil. I mean, I was going to get to it. I didn't put any oil in there. So I'm going, like, what happened here? What's going on here? And then PK comes through the air and goes, honey, did did you put oil in there? He goes, yes, I put oil in there. Oh! wow okay all right at least it's clean water see i th- somebody there was another hand in the soup another hand in the water that i didn't know right so then then i got a little bit shook up like did you put salt in it already so like no okay okay Okay. Right. so then i reached up to get the pasta and i put it down <gasps> there's another pasta already on the counter like what what's that there were all kind of, everybody say surprises now, I don't know if you experience this, whether it's at work or in your marriage, but sometimes you put something right here, and then you walk away for a second and come back and go, it's gone. What 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 happened to it? And somebody, some other helpful person put it in some other place. Like, where 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 is it? You're looking for it, right? I know it's a little comical, and I got permission to share this, and she will tell you. I want you to know. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes when you're trying to get something done in your little life, like Keith Hershey says, there are unseen forces putting a hand on it. And they kind of move the spaghetti. They They move your cheese like one, but who moved my cheese, you know? And friends... Parishioners, husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, they miss each other. They're going like this, like, wait a minute, and there's like a there's like this misunderstanding and it brings frustration. Am I just making this up or am I did I come from another planet or is there anybody else? And then you try to work out the miss listen the misunderstanding—and a lot of times people sit down to talk about it. And sometimes those can, those discussions can get pretty heated. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just saying you gotta take a time out, PT. Take a time out. You know? Am I right, Mike? Did you have to ever take a time out, or is it just me? No. No. no did you ever take you a time to go out? To the deck. Uh, go to the deck. Yeah. So May says go to the deck. But what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to underscore here, friends, is that there are other forces at work. And all the talking in the world cannot substitute for a believer that recognizes that's the spirit of strife, or that's the spirit of confusion, and in the name of Jesus, I take authority over that. All, listen, all the talking in the world is not going to help that situation. Or maybe I'll put it this way. Take authority first. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting into the holiday season. And sometimes, you know, family members can get into it. You know, right? Am I right? Yeah. Sometimes family members can kind of get into it. Like, But I found this out years and years ago. That sometimes if you just take authority before you ever get there. Yeah. It's amazing how much better those family gatherings go. Amen. Yeah. Now, it's been a while because of COVID. And I don't know your, what you're going to do, but I have this to say. Take authority. Yeah. Bind. Don't let those spirits that are operating in the background tug on your chain and, and get you all bent out of shape. Don't let them mess up your spaghetti. Uh, that, that, maybe that's the way we'll say it. Don't let them mess up your spaghetti. <laughs> Devil, don't you mess with my spaghetti. (laughs) Devil, don't you mess with my marriage. In the name of Jesus. I'm getting ahead of myself. But you know, I am convinced that this little revelation about taking authority has preserved my marriage for 42 years. (laughs) Forty-two years. I mean, there are several times that if Pastor Kimberly did not take authority, I would have been a goner. But she took authority. Is that right? Take authority over that thing of misplacing things. <laughs> anyway, we're having a little fun. But yeah, there was the example. So let's let's step into this. First of all, you're doing this this thing of of addressing spiritual forces in heavenly places and trying to mess with your house and mess with your business and mess with your relationships and mess with your body, by the way. But you don't do this outside of being first submitted to God. And secondly, by humbling yourself before Him and then you can resist the devil and what will happen? he will flee from you. So, this is a smart bunch. I think you know, and I might have to skip this because you're so smart and you know this already, but I remind you about the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 12. Now, some of you were laughing and saying, oh, this isn't very deep. This isn't very theological. Well, I'll tell you what, if it works and the shoe fits and you wear the shoe, you'll find that you're going to have a better life of it. Amen. Look what it says. Look what it says in in the... uh, What version is this? In the New International Version in, in verse 11, it says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. The voice says in verse 12, I don't know if they have it there, but it says, No, this fight is against tyrants, against authorities, against supernatural powers and demon princes that slither in the darkness of this world and against wicked spiritual armies that lurk about in heavenly places. That's a mouthful. I think I won't take another version. Thank you very much. Save a half hour. How many are you glad for that? Hallelujah. So we're fighting opponents that we cannot see with our eyes. But the manifestations of their work is clear. Strife, confusion, anger, frustration. That's not the Spirit of God. That's not the wisdom of God. So let's contrast prayer with exercising authority. The authority in the authority of the believer, John Macmillan. Now, that's why I needed this little book here. I remember picking up this book when Billy Brim came. It's been many years. She said, you can't get some of these books readily. So she came to town and we just bought them all. Not the same book, but several of the books. We bought them up. And this one is called The Authority of the Believer by John A. Macmillan. And it says here... I'd like to read this. Authority is not prayer through only a work. Authority is not prayer, though only a worker that prays. In other words, a person that has a prayer life can exercise authority. Now, this is a little bit old English. So let me just kind of rephrase without kind of uh, diluting what he says. Authority is not prayer. Taking authority is not the same thing as prayer. But unless you have a prayer life where you're speaking to God and you're vitally connected to him, you cannot successfully exercise authority. We have a real critical situation where authority is concerned. There's a lack of understanding. I've preached or ministered along these lines before. We as uh, 21st century Americans don't understand authority and it's kind of seeped into the church. I mean, kids don't pay attention to their parents. Parents don't pay attention to the law of the land. I mean, politicians don't pay attention to the law. I mean, a lot of... Everybody's just doing what's right in their own eyes. Is that right? And I was just going to say this. If you can't even train your dog... How in the world do you think you could take authority and resist things? I mean, it's, it's very similar, like, like smith wigglesworth said when when he observed this lady at the at the at the bus stop and she's the little dog came and followed her now now go on home honey go on home go home go no you can't come with me and then finally the bus came she said get and was really really firm about it and really meant it and the dog and left real fast and he said that's the way you have to do the devil yeah, you know right. uh, we've got to learn how to operate in that kind of authority and we need to be persistent in how to do that. Now, those of you that do have pets, there is a better way. Hallelujah. I don't know if you ever watch The Dog Whisperers, uh, those kind of TV shows. You could get them on YouTube. They're absolutely amazing. Like somebody that says, they just go like that and the dog goes like this. And the dog's happy by this. It's not dog abuse. They're down, you know, and and they say, release. And the dog just comes real quick. You know, he says, down, up, Turn around. (laughs) Release. (laughs) And those dogs are happy. And you all know the other kind of dogs. That you walk in the house and they're jumping all over you and scratching you. And like, dude, get this thing off of me. Or yap, 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 yap. They're just barking all the time. Like, ow, 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 ow. No authority except the dog is in authority. That's very, very close to what happens in some households today. Kids screaming at their parents, hello. How about, how about dads yelling at their kids in anger? That means that the dad is not under the authority of the head of the church. How about yelling at your wife? That, I, mean, I, I mean, that's just a real mix-up of what's supposed to be happening as you're supposed to submit yourself to God in humility. And even be mutually submitted to one another. So that then when you speak something in love to your family, men get a little tip here. When they're convinced that you love them and it's for their own good. And you're walking in the truth too. Come on now. When you're walking in discipline... Are you walking in discipline and you want your kids to be disciplined about making their beds and this and that and going to bed at a reasonable hour but you're staying up till 2 in the morning playing video games? Hello! Let's grow up, man! Just saying. Yeah. Just a thought. Anyway, let's get back to McMillan because he was on a roll. Let's just, let's just contrast authority and prayer. Oh boy, okay. Prayer is... The way I see it is addressed to God and exercised for worship, submission, direction, correction, revelation, fellowship. We offer petitions and supplications. We have a lot of those uh, prayer, uh, prayers that we're doing uh, as a church together. First responders, schools, prayer for, for our government, amen, uh, and, and, and so forth. Th- those are petitions that we're, that we're offering to the Lord. But I want you to notice that in some of those, it shifts from making petition. Lord, we pray that you would grant our leaders wisdom. That's asking something of the Lord, right? That's petition. But when we turn that across, we turn the table and says, now we take authority. Wow. Well, that's different. We're binding the forces of darkness that are coming against our nation in various areas, you understand you know in the political realm where strife is concerned and that, that and and we take authority over the eco- economy and, and so forth and so on so there's a place where you begin to see we're taking authority you don't say like it's all taking authority and it's all prayer it's kind of this mixture right so you learn how to flow in what god has you to do everybody say amen if you're with me so i really i really like this example of mark uh, rather Matthew chapter 8 let's look this up um, in, uh, in the uh, what was that the, the New King James Version let's catch this because this is a wonderful example of authority and you get to have a lot of conf- you understand more of how authority works let's look at this in Matthew chapter 8 verse 6 in the King James Version the story of the centurion Lord my servant is lying at home paralyzed dreadfully tormented and Jesus said to him I will come and heal him The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak the word, and my servant will be what? Healed. For I listen to this now, listen carefully, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go and he goes, and to another come and he comes, and to my servant do this, and he does it. What a surprise. When Jesus heard it, what did he do? He marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, uh, I say to you, I have not found such great... Notice he did not say authority. He says, I have not found such great what? Faith. Not even in all of Israel. Now, let's catch this. Please catch this. The soldier is speaking to Jesus in terms of authority. And he said, oh, this is really easy. First of all, I am a man under authority. That means that somebody tells me what to do, and I do it. other When the Father, or Jesus, or the Holy Ghost, tells me to do this, fathers, dads, I do it. All right? When I hear the word of the Lord and it tells me stop this or go here, do that. I do it. Well, I'm just kind of making the little parallel there. But I have people under me. And I, and I am a man under authority, but I'm also of authority. See, I say the word. And then they it happens. The soldiers, this whole battalion of folks go over here and they do exactly, exactly, exactly what I say to do. It's like simple, it's one, two, three, A, B, C. And then I have servants. They're not enlisted men. I have servants, and I say, Would you please prepare me a cup of chamomile tea? And the servant says, Right away, sir, and they prepare him chamomile. So he's used to that world. How many know that's foreign in America? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's foreign in a lot of our homes. I got mighty quiet here. and I'm going to come over here with May and Mike. Maybe, uh, get a little howl. That is a foreign concept. What do you think? This is America. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. If I want to drive 120 and do donuts on Hesperian, I'll do whatever I want. If I want to break into Walgreens and steal, what, $949 worth of merchandise, watch me do it. What's that to you? Like, really? We have a, we have a society that's really confused. Yeah, much. It's, really, it's called lawlessness. Yeah, there you go. And here's a thought. Obedience is part of the kingdom of God. If you learn how to be obedient to God, it makes your life in taking authority easier. You understand it better like that centurion. Because then when you realize that Jesus said, Oh, power and all authority in heaven and earth into the future and for all time is given unto me. And now I give it to you. I give you power and authority to bind and to loose, to cast out the devil. Hallelujah. Then there's no doubt about it. We know that when we say a word, it's going to happen. That's why this centurion understand or understood authority. He understood when I say something, it means something. That's the problem with us. We've got to get back to the place like Pastor Mark was talking about. We've got to stop the idle words and make our words mean something. Don't allow your words to be loose and, and without power and without direction. Assign our words. Hallelujah. Make your words count. And this is really a, I mean, there's several fingers pointing back at me. It makes me almost, it makes me nervous to to think that we're going to be judged for every idle word. Does that not make somebody else nervous besides me? It gives me a sense of reverence like, wow, I need to really watch what I say and make my words count. Uh, That doesn't mean you can't talk about how the giants lost and we'll get them next year or nothing like that. But I'm saying somewhere along the line, you've got to be taking authority over something. Respond to the ability that God has given unto you. Hallelujah. So now let's see. So that was a really, that was really great. So when Jesus heard it, he said, I've not found such great faith. No, not in all of Israel. And I might put it this way. I I never found so much confidence that that somebody actually believes that, that you just say something and it just happens just like that. And then Jesus said this. He said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And as far as the centurion was concerned, it was a done deal. So in the middle of the night, when you have pain in your body, or if you you arise and you have sorrow because of a friend that's going through something and you arise and you speak a word of authority because you're submitted unto him hallelujah Amen. know that those words are not idle that they are at work in the spirit realm. Well, I didn't see a real quick change there, uh, Pastor Tom. We're not called to see a real quick change. We're called to speak a word into the unseen realm. Now, let me go real quick uh, into the book of Daniel. I'm going to have to paraphrase, but uh, I like what it said in, in, in uh, the book, The Interceding Christian by Brother Kenneth E. Hagan. Chapter 2 says this, Satan set up his kingdom here on the earth in in the spirit realm when Adam sold out to him. He set up the kingdoms here, the powers, the principalities, the rulers, the darkness of this world. That we have to deal with. And this is where the fight is in making intercession. Stop being mad at the Republicans, the Democrats, the Libertarians, the the newscasters, the press. Stop it. Stop being mad at your neighbor. Stop being mad at your wife. Stop being mad at your kids. Stop being mad at your pastor. Yeah, for sure, right? Don't yeah. be mad. <laughs> stop being mad at your co-worker. Stop being mad at the police. Stop being mad at the army. Stop. Stop. Just stop it. Our fight is not with these people. Our fight is with the unseen realm. Now, uh, I want to just... Kind of touch on this regarding the book of daniel you'll have to read it on your own because i'm running out of time but in the book of daniel uh, it is one of the areas that very clearly delineates dual kingdoms at work in daniel chapter 10 uh let's see where i'm gonna where i'm gonna go i'm gonna probably go uh in verse 10 Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and and the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you. And stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While I was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. And he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, to humble yourself before the Lord, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But, everybody say but. In verse 13, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, Persia withstood me 21 days and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. So he's describing this angelic being came and there's a fight going on. You can't see it, but it's up there in the heavenly, in the heavenly sphere. That's very, that same realm that Ephesians 6 is talking about. In case you didn't know, there is a fight going on right now between evil and good. There is there is a war going on in the heavenlies. And what was interesting about this passage of scripture is that a lot of these demonic spirits, like the prince of Persia, there was a parallel in the earthly realm where there was an earthly king in Persia. And if we go to like uh, Ezekiel 28, you see more about a double kingdom or multiple kingdoms, a kingdom in this heavenly sphere and a kingdom on the earth. And what I'm going to try to say to you is we have got to focus the same thing I've been saying for at least 25 minutes. Focus on the kingdoms in the heavenly sphere. Now, I'm not, I don't mean in heaven, heaven, but in in where the prince of the power of the air is. That's where our focus should be. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, in Ezekiel 28, it says... Uh, uh, in Ezekiel 28, 1 and 2, say to the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart was lifted up. Thou hast said, I am God, I sit in the seat of God, in the uh, midst of the sea, yet thou art a man and not God, though thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. He's speaking to the earthly ruler. Are you listening? But when he goes to verse 11, he's, it's very interesting. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of, of Tyrus. And it has the same name. Did you catch that? Tyrus, Tyre? But here says the king of Tyrus, saying to him, Thus saith the Lord, Thou that sealest up the sum full of wisdom, perfect in beauty, thou was in Eden. Wow, now he's talking about a heavenly, obviously a spirit being. That exists, and you all know who that is. I'm not going to give him any glory. You were the anointed chair of the coverage. You know who that was, until iniquity was found in thee, verse 15, 16, with the multitude of your merchandise. So it's very clear that there are multiple or parallel kingdoms. Don't bite the bait. Don't focus on what's happening all the time down here. Remember, when you get into your prayer closet, we are not fighting Fauci. We're not fighting Biden. We're not fighting Trump or whoever it is that you think we're fighting. We're fighting spiritual things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to share the story about a local pastor uh, that did this, and I have just enough time to share this. I really like this story just to to bring it home uh in page twenty seven of his book, The interceding Christian, oh Lord, I wish uh, wish I could have a little more time, but it is it is everybody say glory, glory. that was page sixteen actually. It says, uh, I held a revival in a church for a pastor whom I knew loved and respected. The people in the church were wonderful people who loved their pastor, loved me, and were receptive to the preaching of the Word. But this was the hardest place to preach in that... Uh, that I've ever preached in my life. Every word I preach seemed to bounce right back at me off the walls. Sometimes you may have an employee or you may have a family member that when you talk to them it just bounces right back at you, you know. How many of you experienced that? Just like, like 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 what in the world is going on here? Say so later that church got a new pastor and again they invited me to preach for them. I dreaded it. This is page 17. Uh, Remembering my previous experience there, but since they were exceedingly kind... Uh, to me, I felt obligated to return. Again, it was the toughest sermon to preach. <laughs> so it happened again. But check this out. In the process of time, it came about that while I was in that area between meetings, I was called upon to preach in that church again. And it was the same crowd of people in the church, but there was a marked difference. Listen carefully. It was the easiest place to preach that I had ever been. There was so much difference as between daylight and dark. And uh, catch this because this could be a description of your workplaces. I'm just saying. Okay. why, and then after the service, the pastor asked if I could see any difference in the church. And, he, and Brother Hagin answered why it was easier to preach tonight than it was ever before. And why why there was no comparison, I answered. It was it was a, a different, as different as going to heaven and staying on earth. Everything was so free and easy tonight, whereas before it seemed bound and, and uh and uh, tight dead and well he asked what happened so here's what the pastor said I've been here for months and finally I decided I just try, was tired of this dead spirit and he answered I determined that I was going to break through it I set myself to fast and pray. Oh, did you really say that, Pastor Tom? Yes, I did. He said it. I fast and pray for this one thing. And in the 14th day of this fast, while praying, I had a vision. Listen. And before my eyes, I saw the ceiling above the pulpit disappear. There sitting above the ceiling on the rafter was a spirit that looked like a big ape or baboon. God was showing me that there was a spirit power right above the natural that was holding it back. And I spoke to the spirit and I commanded him to come down. He didn't say a word, but I could tell that he didn't want to. They never do. Reluctantly he came down Then I said not only must you come down from there But you must get out of here And I pointed up the aisle of the church He started up the aisle And I followed him You got to follow up That's the word for us You got to follow up friends follow up baby and he said "Take a few ste-, that he would take a few steps and then turn around almost like a little dog didn't we talk about dog earlier with an expression that's, that said do I have to leave can I come back and when he would pause I said no get out of here and I followed him to the front door of the church and there he paused once again I kept commanding him notice he wasn't praying he wasn't praying to God, saying, Oh God, please help us have freedom. You know, there's some places where you just have to get up, put your big boy pants on. Right. Come on, ladies. Right. Come on, men. And take authority. Right. says he commanded him uh, to go on out. And finally he walked on down the street and disappeared into a nightclub. Now that's just what he said <laughs> Woo. and then, uh, then then, brother Hagen goes on saying i almost done sometimes in dealing with people as well as with churches I have dealt with the spirit, catch this, the spirit behind the person, often in prayer and intercession God will show you how to do it just as he did the pastor but if we don't know anything about spiritual intercession and spiritual praying we are at a Disadvantage. Hallelujah. Catch this and I'll close. Many times we blame things on people when there is a power behind the whole situation. We try to deal with the people sometimes. Come on behind the situation sometimes a preacher will get up and beat that well that doesn't happen here thank God beat the people up and and beat the people over the head uh, with and that's figuratively you understand uh, when it's It is the power behind the thing that needs to be dealt with. And all I'm going to say is, friends, let's be astute. Let's understand that authority has been delegated unto us. That we've been seated in heavenly places. I like what Macmillan said. He said, the the right hand of the Father, that throne, is the seat of all power in the entire universe. I want you to think about that. The right hand of the Father, that throne is the epitome of all power in the entire universe. But it doesn't stop there. You are seated together with Him in that same place at the right hand of the Father. And it pleased the Father to give you the keys of the kingdom and for you to go about binding and loosing. And what did it say in, in Mark 16 when he said, we have to turn there, but it says, go wherever you go preaching the word of this gospel, cast out devils, Amen. heal the sick, Amen. raise the dead. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in our toolbox. Yeah, There's a, but, but here's a thought. There's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. We need to respond to the ability. Remember where you're seated, Christian. Sometimes we're being hit with everything that happens and you hear another bad report and you hear another bad report and talking about the news. Another bad report and another bad thing and, and a botched thing in, in, in Afghanistan and, and people, innocent people trapped behind enemy lines. Well, okay. There, well, I guess there's nothing we could do but get depressed. Wrong! Everybody goes... Eh! We have authority and we're going to take authority in a minute just so that we exercise a little bit. As a matter of fact, stand to your feet. We're going to pray right now for those both Christians and innocent people that are trapped behind enemy lines. Father, in the name of Jesus. We bind those spirits that are holding people behind those enemy lines. And we declare that by the power of God, we demand that you loose them in Jesus' name. In the book of Hebrews, it said, many through faith escape the edge of the sword. Lord, we just pray for divine intervention in the name of Jesus. That you would cause those Christians to be rise up with boldness and supernaturally supernaturally escape the same way that Peter escaped from prison in the name of Jesus. You said that you would make a way of escape in Jesus' name. Thank you for marvelous testimonies, God, of people escaping. And Lord, we pray for Christians everywhere in our nation. We pray, God, that you would protect them. Thank you that you have empowered them to be the church. And I declare that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. And that our witness, we are standing up in this hour to show a bold witness of Jesus Christ declaring that he is Lord that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world greater is the prince of peace on the inside of us than the confusion that is in the world greater is the love on the inside of us than the hatred and the malice and the schemes that are in the world Hallelujah. And God, we thank you for the rain. We say greater is the rain than the dryness that is in the world. We thank you, Lord. We believe. We believe this is the hour for the rain to fall. We believe this is the hour for a great awakening. Hallelujah. And devil, we do not allow you to touch our families. Keep your hands off our kids. Keep your hands off our spouses, our moms, our dads, our grandmas, our grandpas. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Behold the threatenings of those evil spirits. And grant that by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. That mighty signs and wonders would be done. People would be helped and souls would be saved. We contend for the souls of men right now in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, hallelujah, that you would draw men unto yourself in the name of Jesus. We pray that men and women and boys and girls would come to their senses and escape the bondage of the enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We command the light to shine. Devil, get your hands off of the eyes. We declare that they're seeing and hearing and coming to their senses and running to the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. We say to the north, give up. The south, give up. The east, give up. The south, give up. And come on in into the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you keep your promise for that mom, that dad, that's standing firm, that they're believing that we shall be saved and our household. We thank you for all of our kids. We're not surrendering, not one, not one in Jesus' name. We declare that our relatives are coming into the kingdom of God. We claim them for salvation. Thank you for laborers to come across their path in the name of Jesus. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Hallelujah.